The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening and joining us again today. You know, Bubba, sometimes um, the best learning is... Uh, learning from somebody else, you know, uh, uh, watching them and their mistakes mm-hmm. and how they do. When they grab a curling iron from the wrong end. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'd rather somebody else learn that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I think somebody learned that from me one time. <laughs> yeah. They learned it from you. Right. You yeah. reached and grabbed the uh-huh. curling iron uh-huh. from the wrong end. Right. Oh yeah, and I, I don't know if you've yes. ever lived in a house like this. I don't. Um, you remember the old floor, uh, floor furnaces? Oh yeah. I, I, you know they worked wonderfully, but you know you basically had a grill in the middle of your floor. Exactly. Yeah, I you probably get up in the middle of the night and go yeah, to the restroom. Probably still have uh, marks on the bottom of my feet. From searing to the top of that grate. Absolutely. Yeah. You could hear them when they turn on. Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But man, they were warm. Yeah. You know, they did really mm-hmm. work well. You know, you take a 1,500, 2,000 square foot house, mm-hmm. and keep the doors open to the bedrooms, yeah. and everybody was toasty. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we learned from, from our own mistakes, but we can observe other people and, and learn from what they do. Mm-hmm. Now, Good and bad, right? Positive and negative. We can we can see that happening. I think that it's one of the best sources of information for small businesses. Mm-hmm. Is you know how are you doing, Bubba? How do you how do you run your business? How do you make these decisions about employees and about doing your taxes and how do you budget your money? What really works for you when it comes to marketing? Had anybody ever asked you those kinds of questions from their point of view as a small business owner? Uh, yeah, quite often. Actually, really? Yeah. And it, and you know, in fact, I think uh, a couple of weeks from now we're uh, we're um, speakers at a, a conference mm-hmm. uh, that will kind of go into a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. You know, things that we've learned in our uh, experience running a small business. Mm-hmm. You know, running a small financial advisory business right. uh, at that too. You right. know, right. And you know, in light of that, I, I started thinking about some of the rules that I think really apply to. All small businesses, mm-hmm. not just financial advisors or insurance people or attorneys or doctors or people who run retail. I think there are a number of principles that if you're going to run your own business, mm-hmm. you ought to know. Yeah. And there's no need for you to learn mm-hmm. on your own by grabbing the wrong end of the curling iron yourself right. if you uh, can observe from somebody else. So that's what we're going to do today. Now, I'm going to start with one principle that I think that many of us, whether we're running our own, uh, you know, because you make this point all the time, running a household is like running a small business. Certainly it is. Uh, you got income. You've got expenses. You've got expenses. You've got uh, emergencies that come up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You got contingencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you whole... got things that you probably should plan for. Mm-hmm. Hey, that air conditioner unit's getting kind of old. Do mm-hmm. I need to begin yeah. planning for replacement on that? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so whether you're running a small business proper mm-hmm. or you're running your household, there's some things you ought to know. And the very first thing is thou shalt know your day, like almost from the point of view of the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. or whatever. Thou shalt know your daily numbers. That's right. You need to know mm-hmm. your daily number. How, when you get first got in the financial planning business, we've talked about this before, they gave you the Greater Atlanta phone book. They did. And said, these are your potential clients. Mm-hmm. And you started dialing. I had a really easy job. Uh, you know, my my job every day consisted of uh, dialing numbers and talking to people I didn't know and asking them for all their money. <laughs> when you were how old? 22. 22 yeah. years old. You call up yeah. a 50-year-old doctor and right. ask him for all his money. Yeah. yeah. And so how... What do, you, what do you know about... <laughs> yeah. So how often did you experience success? Um... If you dial, what were your daily numbers? I guess that's what I'm right. asking. There. So daily numbers, and I got pretty quick on, on the keypad, right? Mm-hmm. I had a headset so that I didn't have to hang up the phone each time. Okay. Uh, and I would make between uh, 250 and 300 dials per day. Okay. Of which I might have, um, and I, I didn't even bother with leaving messages for folks. Right. If I got an answering machine Mm -hmm. and if they didn't answer on the third dial or, you know, the third ring, then I I was hanging up and going to the next one. Okay. Uh, Of those, call it 250, uh, maybe 50 or so would answer the phone. That you'd actually have a conversation with. That you'd have a conversation with. And, you know, my name's Andrew Labus. I'm with UBS Payne Weber here in Atlanta. I know you're busy, so I'll be brief. Mm-hmm. The reason for my call is to see what sort of interest you have in investments. Okay. That's how I opened every call, okay. right? All right. Uh, and most of them would say, that I've got that covered. I'm handled. You know, don't call me again. Mm-hmm. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you'd have some of those that would talk to you. Right. So out of the 50, yeah. so the one-fifth, right. dialing 250, mm-hmm. 50 of them that actually talk to right. you, out of those 50... Maybe 10 you would have a conversation with. A deeper conversation. A deeper conversation. They didn't hang up on right. you, or they didn't tell you they yeah. had it covered, or they t- mm-hmm. told you to put you put me on the no-call right. list. And, and what was I looking for at this time, mm-hmm. right? I was looking for somebody that had interest mm-hmm. and somebody that had money, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So how would I determine if they had money? Mm-hmm. Well, if they had an interest in investments, mm-hmm. well, that kind of lends you to think that, well... They've got a little bit of interest and and have some money, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would say to them, usually my next question would be, well, what types of investments do you own? Okay. You know? Right. And they'd say, uh, you know, being in Atlanta, they mm-hmm. would say, well, I own a thousand shares of Home Depot. Yeah. Or, and, and then immediately, you know, ah, well, you know, is that all you own? Mm-hmm. Or do you own some other things? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in Atlanta, we, we have this thing called Coca-Cola mm-hmm. here, too. Right, right, right. I've got 10,000 shares of that. Yeah, and immediately I knew that they were a qualified investor. Okay. All right. So, you so get, you're talking to uh, 50 people, 10 of them would be qualified investors? or at Well, least 10 of them deeper? would give you a conversation, Okay, right? right? And of those 10, you might have between one and three, oh. right? A day. A day. Out of 250 dials. Out of 250 dials. So that means about once every three hours, you can say, hey, yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. I got a possibility. I, I got a nibble. That's right. Huh? Right. 
Right. But that doesn't turn into immediate business. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, what we would call keeping your pipeline full. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Keeping your list of qualified prospects uh, full. All right. And so this worked a little bit. It worked yeah, a little it, bit. Yeah. And, and you, you did this for a number of years mm-hmm. before you came back to Corinth. Yeah. And, and we, uh, we formed Cooley and Labus. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you know or should know your daily numbers at home and at business from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you. And uh, today we're going over these uh, rules and guidelines about uh, how to run our lives, specifically how to run our small business if we have one, but also need to understand that our household is a small business, so this will apply to anybody. So first first principle, first commandment that we were going through was uh, thou shalt know your daily numbers. Now, I understand, Bubba, you had, uh, when you, you were giving us the example in the earlier segment about having uh, worked for UBS Payne Weber and, and how that, you know, you were trying to dial for dollars and, and make contacts and get clients in a big city where you really didn't know very many people. Um, you needed to have a daily goal. I'm mm-hmm. going to ha- let this thing ring 250 times. Hopefully 50 people will answer. Yeah. 10 of them will have a conversation with me. Maybe I'll get one one client every mm-hmm. two or three days. Something like that. Right? Right. Why was it important to have the daily goal of 250 dials? Why couldn't you have done it in a hundred? Why didn't you? Why didn't you do five hundred? Where where'd you come up with two fifty? Or where did your leaders come up with two fifty? And why was it important that you had that structure day? I I just found that two hundred and fifty was a, a a good solid day's worth of work. Okay, right. Um, and like I said, you know, many of those would not even answer the phone. Hmm. But it still takes time to dial those numbers and for the phone to ring, mm-hmm. to hang up. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do that. And, uh, 30 or 40 an hour. 30 or 40 an hour. Right, yep. right. Mm-hmm. And that gave you some structure. Mm-hmm. It also gave you a goal. Right. Um, and it, it proved that, hey, over time, after three or four years, mm-hmm. you realize, hey, this is working. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that... Until the do not call list came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Thankfully, you you know you were kind of starting this yeah. way back before then, and part of, of that whole system. But my my the way I want to apply that to a person's home mm-hmm. as they run that small business or their small business as they run their proper small business is, is that you need some daily structure. Well, and especially when it comes to small business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't care what kind of business it, it is, you're selling something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're selling lawnmowers, whether you're selling, uh, you know, fixing broken arms, whether you're, you know, legal, pra- whatever, you're selling right. something, right. Right? right? Legal practice, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tax mm-hmm. returns. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. need to know in a day mm-hmm. how many people I need to see, mm-hmm. uh, how, how much I need to read, how many times the, the cash register needs to ring. Right. Um, it, it gives you some structure, but it also, uh, goes back to the old point where if you take care of the, the pennies, the dollars take care of themselves. That's right. So if you take care each day, mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, I need to stay here until this cash register rings 50 times, right. that's a good mm-hmm. number for me. Well, for, let me go back. How do I come up with that number? 
experience? I think it comes down to what you want to, to make income wise. Mm. So, you know, if you, if you need to clear, um, you know, $500 a day mm-hmm. in order to meet all your overhead, to pay employees, to do, mm-hmm. you know, pay, pay the expenses of, of rent, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. or your, your payment on your building or, or whatever you're doing there, mm-hmm. electricity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are fixed costs associated with, with owning a business mm-hmm. and then variable costs. So see this point about knowing your daily number mm-hmm. is not just on the production income side, right. but it's also knowing your daily number. So you know what the mark is That's right. on the expense side. Mm-hmm. My fixed costs, yeah. my variable costs, they all calculate up mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, $411 a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to take home any profit, I need to figure out how to make five or $600. A day. Right. And what does that translate mm-hmm. into? Sure. Well, my cash register rings usually average twelve to fifteen dollars mm-hmm. a piece, and we do the math here. Right. I, I so I, I I hate to put it this way, but I'm going to because I I heard another financial advisor uh, put it in these terms to me one time, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But this individual said that he had a goal of a certain amount of revenue every day. Right. And if he got towards the end of the day, he was calling clients in order to get them to sell something and buy something else mm-hmm. in order to make his daily revenue goal, Okay, right? right? Which I don't think is the way to run a business, no. especially no. our type right. of business right. at right. all, right. 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 right? So I don't right. think it's appropriate. Right. But I'm illustrating that as a point. You mm-hmm. know, this particular financial advisor said, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't make, uh, you know, a thousand dollars every day, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm staying late and I'm calling clients or new clients or whatever so that I can sell them some more Microsoft mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And yeah. it may not be the appropriate thing. So I don't like that model, but it, it illustrates to say that whatever type of business you're in, if you've got that daily number, you need that daily you're going to stay there you should. and continue working until yeah. you get that number. And, and you know, a lot of your long-term problems will work themselves out. Right like the pennies taking care mm-hmm. of the dollars. Sure. If you'll have that daily goal, mm-hmm. if you'll stay there until the cash register rings, right. or you'll stay there until the the Facebook marketplace works, mm-hmm. or, or until your clients do. or But you need to know not just what your income is, but you need to know that the that what the nut is, what the expenses mm-hmm. are that you need to overcome right. so that you can get to the, the, the income mm-hmm. thing. But if you work it out daily... Thou shalt know your daily number and work against that goal, then a lot of other things will fall into place. They do. Yeah. Right? Uh, Second point I want to make, never stop looking for new customers or clients. Yeah. Never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're making a million dollars a year. Never Mm -hmm. stop. Because that next relationship might be a relationship that helps you learn something new or uh, gives you a, a different mm-hmm. field to work in, or gives you a, a different set of clients that you can get, or uh, gives you mm-hmm. a different perspective on how your business works. Never yeah. stop. Well, and along with that, so you say never stop, mm-hmm. uh, and I agree with that one, 100% and wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. because depending on the type of business you're in, mm-hmm. are you going to be in a business where you're going to sell something to Phil one time, and then he's probably not going to come in for another 10 years? Okay. Or are you going to sell something that's recurring? Uh-huh. Either way, you've got what's called attrition mm-hmm. in the business, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got a certain number of people that will not be your customers anymore, right? right? 
And whether that is... People move. People die. Exactly. Huh? Right. And if you're counting on me to be your client forever, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I ain't living forever. That's right. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Nobody does. Yeah. It's a great point. Mm -hmm. Attrition rate is there, and it's natural. And I think it's important for people to know that number, the attrition rate, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because not only do you need to continue having new clients or new customers or, or, or whatever... Mm-hmm. Right, you need to know how many you need to replace, uh-huh. as well. Uh huh. Yeah, and and you hear about old Greg mm-hmm. Cooley passed away, and you're thinking, oh, he's one of my better customers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I hope you mourn me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. for a, for a moment. But the, the, on the other hand, I hope you start thinking about how mm-hmm. am I going to replace him? Right, because life goes on, and if if you're in the habit of never stopping mm-hmm. trying to grow your business then it won't be a shock to you that you've got to go re- replace Greg sure. as a customer. Mm-hmm. You've been doing it all along. You've been trying to, to do it. You're, and you're aware of what he represented to your business. Right. And you know what your goal is mm-hmm. there as far as replacing that revenue. Right. Now, is this a whole lot of math? I, I think it's very easy and simple math. Okay. It's a whole lot of knowledge and data you need to be gathering. It's a whole lot of data. Huh? Yep. You need to be, you know, you need to know who your people are. Mm-hmm. Who, who, you know, who wants to buy your casseroles? Mm-hmm. Well, where are you selling those casseroles? And, and, mm-hmm. and who is attracted to your product? Who's right. spreading good word about mm-hmm. you? All of these things. You, you just don't need to show up, open the door, go in there mm-hmm. and hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't we see that a lot? A lot you do. Yeah. A lot of people are just hoping it works mm-hmm. out. Well, maybe it'll work out better if you've got a little more data on your side. And, and, and you do this with a, uh, from the point of view of a little more organization. Mm-hmm. So first one is uh, know your daily numbers. Number two, never stop prospecting or looking for new clients. Number three, um, know how to manage your money. Mm-hmm. Now... You think, yeah, I'm going to hear that from a financial advisor. You know, whether I'm running a small business or I'm running my house, I need to know how to manage my money. Stop just for a second before you dismiss me. What am I saying about managing? So, why do I throw that that word in there? I, I think it's very important that you use the word manage because you're not necessarily managing investments. Mm-mm. At this point, Mm-mm. you're you're learning and knowing how to manage your cash flow, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and your your cash flow is the lifeline of your business. So if Phil over there is running a lawn mowing business, mm-hmm. and today he mowed twenty yards and he made five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. can he go spend five hundred dollars down at, at 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 the sporting goods store and all's all's well? He could, but it wouldn't be prudent. Oh, really? Because what does he have? He's got to change the oil on the mowers. He's got to buy gasoline, probably gasoline for his vehicle to get him to the next job. Maybe pay an employee. Pay an employee. He's got to pay some taxes in there. Ooh. You know, all these other things that, that come and are, are vying for so your money. just because today he's got $500 mm-hmm. cash in his hand doesn't mean that tomorrow not all those bills you just enumerated are going to show up. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that... Part of running the small business is managing that. Right. Managing the money. Now, 
ain't it tempting to take the $500 and take your wife out to a nice dinner? Absolutely. It, and it, maybe you're not mowing yards, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're in a different type of business and your, your daily revenue goal is $1,000. Okay. And you've got one customer that comes in and buys whatever they're going to buy that day and it's mm-hmm. 1200 bucks. Well, you feel really good. Mm-hmm. Do you take off the rest of the day? It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some people might, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people may be long enough in the business that they can take off the rest of the day, but you're probably going to leave an employee there to, to handle other customers that come in. That's exactly right. We're going to continue this discussion from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooley and Labus with you right here on Supertalk Radio. Today we're talking about some basic rules about not just managing your financial life, but also managing your small business. And so far we've gone through the first one, which was uh, know your daily number. And the second was uh, never stop trying to grow and get more customers or get more income. Uh, The other one is manage that money and understand what that means. Here's another one. Um, and that is uh, have a true relationship with your income sources. Mm-hmm. All right. You say, what does that mean? Well, if you got a job, uh, you need to have a job that you like. Mm-hmm. You know your employer and your employees around you. It shouldn't just be something you go to and you're there because you're like a robot and you're really not taking anything in and you really don't show any interest, and you really don't learn these people, Um, that is for your home budget. The same thing is true for a small business. Mm -hmm. You need a deeper relationship with your income sources, your customers, your clients. Give you an example. Chick-fil-A, Starbucks. Okay? Mm -hmm. You walk in. If you've been in a Starbucks before, they remember you. Right. Morning, Andrew. How are you doing? How are the kids? Did you get them all to school? You still want that latte splash? You know? Yeah. They When you go through mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, they'll ask you, in whose name would you like for me? Would it be my pleasure to put mm-hmm. this order in? And you say, Andrew or yeah. Bubba. Mm-hmm. All right. When they get up there and that thing's ready, yeah. they call your name out. Yeah. Now, what does that really do? Well, it, it reminds me of a story that I heard of a, a guy that was a yacht salesman or okay. a boat salesman, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and rather than taking uh, individuals out to see the yacht or the boat or whatever that they were selling at first, mm-hmm. uh, he would ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was with this uh, this couple and found out they had some young children, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he said, okay, all right. Uh, and y'all are looking for this size boat, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, this is kind of a, a wealthy purchase, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is what sold the boat. He said, y'all come with me. And he took, you know, the mom and dad and they go down this little corridor on the boat and then down these, uh, steps and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into this room and this is, you know, at the time, which probably kind of a novelty. Mm-hmm. And he said, here we go. And there was a TV in a little bedroom. And he said, this is what you want right here. Because the kids are going to be entertained right here on days that it's raining or, or whatever. And that's probably one of the, it, it, it iterates the point that you need to know your customer mm-hmm. to find out what mm-hmm. they actually need or want. Absolutely. Yeah, we want the kids out and we want them in the water and we want them up on the deck and having fun. But there are going to be times when it rains. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with them? Right. And he answered that question. And there they were 
as a family thinking, you know what? We're going to have total enjoyment. Right. You know, not just enjoyment on the sunny days, not just enjoyment mm-hmm. when, when the seas or whatever. We, we're going to have, and mom and dad, you know what mom and dads are, are a lot of times looking for? Peace. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he sold them a little peace. Yeah. That little room represented mm-hmm. peace. Why? Because right. he listened. Mm-hmm. He learned them. He knew them. You, you need that in your small business. Same thing could be related to having a TV screen and a minivan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's working mm-hmm. at home. Maybe it'll work in the business. I need to go that extra mile sure. and really have a deeper relationship with my customers and my clients and know them. Know what makes them tick, know what they like, know what their interests are, know where they went on vacation last year, actually engage them. And, and some of that in requires, um, it, it requires me to engage my brain, you know, get right. more, it, it's more than just cash register rings. It's more than just, you know, what would you like today? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I serve you? But, uh, how are you doing today? Yeah. You know, uh, I've seen you in here often. People want to do business with other individuals that they know that they like and that they trust. Mm-hmm. Say that again. They, people want to do business with other individuals that they know and they like and they trust. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, we've talked about the convenience factor and the compa- compatibility factor and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, compensation, all that kind of thing. But if you know somebody and you like them and you trust them, you're more than likely going to do business with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably, more importantly, return to, to, to do business with him. I think that's a great point. Here's another one that many people will um, probably be a little surprised to hear. Plan to become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. You, you've told the, the buggy whip story. Right. All right? Just plan that that's coming. Every day is not going to mm-hmm. be like today. Every day, people are not going to want just cream and sugar in their coffee. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, somebody else is going to come up with how to do a latte. Right. And a cappuccino. And you need to plan for that. Now, if I plan that when I first got into business, when I first got into business, a lot of my business was the old-fashioned stockbroker thing. Right. Right. Okay. As was with me. And right. that's that's the way the, the business was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has, has definitely evolved okay. over that period of time. Yeah. So I'm really telling yeah. you to plan for evolution. Mm-hmm. Plan for the way you're doing it today. To change. To change. Yeah. Yeah. Can I rest on my laurels today? Could you rest on your laurels as, as being able to do individual stock transactions to keep your business going? When did, when did you start to see that change and you decide to make the transition? I think about 2005, 2004, 2005. Really? Yeah. 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 So we're talking about 17 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were still trying to make a living the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way, with uh, millennials yeah. and and Generation Z mm-hmm. and all that other stuff coming along and ha- how they've been exposed and they know a little more and they're more technologically savvy and mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and, you, you know, and especially else. in our business, you know, it used to be that uh, a product would solve people's needs. Uh, 
Now I think it's uh, more a function of the advice that mm-hmm. you're giving is mm-hmm. what's going to and, and the products are kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what may be appropriate for one person is not appropriate for the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you ask the people at Starbucks, they, what they say, I'm selling you an experience mm-hmm. or a place for a meeting right. where you can drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not necessarily selling you coffee. Right. I'm selling you an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, most people think that's just a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, innately, internally, they know that's where they meet clients. That's no, where they meet their girlfriends. That, sure. that, that, that's, that's where they go after, you know, they, mm-hmm. it's, it's a different thing than just the coffee. So you need to plan, you know, what is the trend's say in our society mm-hmm. about what I'm presently doing and if I'm if what I'm presently doing it's going to become irrelevant how do I transition to keep this going right because a lot of times you talk to people go talk to somebody who has been in business more than 30 years mm-hmm. and I don't care what they do you, you go talk to them and you'll find out a long time ago I used to do this in the bed of a truck right huh and how has that changed over the years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to be willing to change, yeah. don't you? Mm-hmm. And it's not just in your small business, but also in your job. A lot of times, you know, you got hired in to do it uh, a, a different way 20 years ago. Right. Yep. And over time, you learned a little bit more how to do it this mm-hmm. way. And then they moved the position of where you were, your your desk was, or your 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 operation was, and and turned it this way and changed mm-hmm. the angle. And the next thing you know, ten years later, this room looks completely different than it did ten years ago. That's right. And we're doing it differently. We're taking in product mm-hmm. differently. And we're shipping it differently because you have to let that metamorphosis mm-hmm. occur. And don't fight it. Right. Don't fight it. All right, here's another one. And, and more importantly, don't fight it, but also embrace it, right? Mm. So if you embrace it and anticipate uh, things to change mm-hmm. and know that they're going to change and m- maybe even be an early adopter of that change, oh, really? how much more of the market share will you capture? Oh. Because you're early to the party as opposed to late. Right, yeah. I'm sitting, but there is some risk with that there being is. an early, early adopter. There is, yeah. yeah you don't want to run mm-hmm. the people off who have gotten mm-hmm. to the point where they expect a certain thing when mm-hmm. they come in. So you got to know what that thing is they expect, right? So that you can continue to offer that mm-hmm. as you adapt, especially to technology. Sure. Um, so I'm sitting with a guy uh, the other day, and he's one of these that uh, absolutely, if he could would not have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And the one he has is an old-fashioned flip phone. Yeah. But he's sitting beside a guy that is in the same business he's in. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And the other guy has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And while we're sitting there talking, the first guy observes the second guy communicating with his clients mm-hmm. by a text, an email, right. an answering phone, calls and handling all that sorts of stuff and he looked at me and said no wonder he makes twice what i do yeah yeah hmm? mm-hmm. he's in touch with his people yeah. and he also adapted mm-hmm. be adaptable when we come back we're going to talk about knowing your own limitations 
and how that will help you manage your finances in a small business and at home. Thank you for being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus, Certified Financial Planners, with you here. And so, Bubba, we're talking about some of these uh, rules, guidelines, commandments we ought to have related to our own finances, also running a small business, and how that uh, sometimes those uh, those principles are the same. Uh, we've run through uh, five or six of them. Here's one that I, I think I have to um, tell you that, that, that I've learned myself um, and sometimes the hard way. That is, know your own limitations. Know your own limitations. Uh, I think it was Clint Eastwood in a, in a movie one time said, uh, a man's got to know his limitations. Uh, and that, that's exactly right. There, uh, there's only so many hours in a day. Mm -hmm. You only have certain amounts of expertise. From time to time, we're meeting with a client. We'll say, hey, you know, that's a tax code thing. We may need to call somebody at the IRS or call your CPA. Right. Hold on, let's call. Mm -hmm. Now, does that necessarily say to your client you're incompetent? No. 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 It basically yeah. says to your client you have their interest at heart. I did that just Monday. Did you? Yeah, had a client on the phone, and we were uh, setting up a, uh, a payroll account for a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And there was a question about, um, uh, I think, FUTA taxes or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Hold on, let's let's call a CPA and just double check this." Gotcha. Absolutely, and that's fine. Actually, it mm -hmm. says to your client, "Hey, I have your best interest mm -hmm. at heart over and above my present knowledge or right. what I do every day, mm -hmm. and let's fix this." Right. And probably will solidify the, 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 the relationship. Right. That's one example of knowing your limitations. Here's another one that I find small business people get into. They try to do everything. Uh, or they try to take on too much of a project. Absolutely. You know, they, they are enticed by the, the amount of revenue that they could generate from it mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, and they take on a, a project that is just outside their scale or scope. We find this all the time with guys who yeah. go into, I'm, I'm, gonna be a mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be a handyman. Right. I'm going to sell myself mm -hmm. as a handyman. I'm going to come to your house and do little odd jobs mm -hmm. and help you out. And the next thing they do, they show up over to uh, Daddy Warbucks Phil's mm -hmm. house, and Phil says, you know, I want to add on a deck. Right. Well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Or I want to add on a new bedroom and bathroom. Mm -hmm. Well, I can do that. Yeah, maybe have the knowledge right. of it or mm -hmm. think you have the knowledge of it. You know how, how many days you're going to need two or three people on your crew to do that? Right. And it's just and, you and, and a truck. And many times, based on the scale or scope of the work, you may underprice it and mm -hmm. or overprice it and price yourself out of the business. Yeah, yeah. hurt yourself. Yeah. Because then it may not be good quality or you don't fix mm -hmm. it or you get frustrated. And so Phil ain't going to call you back again. Yeah. Especially if you give them one price and come back later and say, you know what? I underbid this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Uh, the other point I'm, I made about, um, you know, sometimes you think you can do everything and maybe you can, but you spend so much time doing, let's say bookkeeping, mm -hmm. you're a plumber, 
but you don't want to hire a bookkeeper or you don't want to hire a CPA or you don't want to hire somebody to do that. And you understand what needs to be done and how to do the files mm-hmm. and how to keep up with stuff and stuff and when to set up the payment schedules and do all that stuff. But then you find out that you spent 10 hours last week yeah. doing that. And mm-hmm. did you make any money during those 10 hours? What actually generates revenue, uh, right? Is you being out being a plumber generating mm-hmm. revenue, mm-hmm. or is you sitting in the office? Uh, mm-hmm. Is you? I don't know if that's proper <laughs> grammar, but but are you sitting in the office right. Uh, right. doing bookkeeping work right. that right. doesn't bring in any revenue? Right. right. And if you can go out and be billing, um, mm. you know, at fifty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and pay somebody fifteen dollars an hour to do your bookkeeping, mm-hmm. well, that's that makes a lot of sense there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, know your limitations, know your time limitations, know what uh, brings in your revenue. Uh, Understand that. The the next one is related to this, and that is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to call an advisor. Don't be afraid to call your CPA. Don't be afraid to call somebody that, um, you know, maybe is in an an uh, employment uh, agency and say, hey, you know, I need somebody part-time. You know, anybody who recently retired that needs to work about 10 hours and and work the front counter, somebody that can be um, uh, trusted, um, maybe somebody that can do a little of this bookkeeping for me, Mm -hmm. do not be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help is not really, in most cases, an indictment on you and indicating that you're not capable. What it is, is an admission that you have grown to the point that you have needs more mm-hmm. than they were last year. Right. Huh? So instead of thinking that it's an insult if you're asking for mm-hmm. help, it may be an indication that things are going well. And you're growing and doing well. Right, right. So don't be afraid to ask mm-hmm. for help. Uh, next one, um, always think ahead. Now, we touched on this a little bit a minute ago when we talked about kind of plan for your obsolescence mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, but always be thinking ahead. Um, a big lack in many small businesses related to thinking ahead is marketing. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation with some of my Boy Scouts the other night, mm-hmm. uh, and one of them did not do their homework mm-hmm. as they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I gave the 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 age old advice from uh, from Ted Turner, you know, early to bed, early to rise, advertise, advertise, advertise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, people need to know you're here. Mm-hmm. People need to know what you do. And, and I'm not just talking about small business owners, but I'm talking about employees. Mm-hmm. Does your employer know that you know how to deal with Excel, mm-hmm. that you can run an Excel spreadsheet? Now, you may be uh, hired in to, to work the front counter, mm-hmm. but if your employer found out you could work an Excel spreadsheet, there may be mm-hmm. a different job or a different task for you. Right. Huh? So you, you need to be thinking ahead about how to market yourself, about how to market your business, about certain kinds of technology related to um, marketing that have come along that you've never even thought about or in ever even used. Mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace. 
Google. There are all kinds of things right. that you can do to, to market your business mm-hmm. that maybe you haven't thought about before. And you need to think about, you know what? I'm in a retail business. Mm-hmm. And holidays aren't that long away. Right. Seven or eight months from now, mm-hmm. maybe I need to be thinking about what I can do now to prepare for then. Mm-hmm. Life would be easier then if I thought ahead now related to that. And the very last one, always be honest with yourself. And not only honest with yourself, but honest with others, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how anybody could ever make it in the world being a dishonest business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think over a period of time, that dishonesty will catch up with you, and then you won't have that business anymore. Exactly. But more importantly, I think, uh, along with that is being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, if, if you're out of your element, mm-hmm. if you, uh, can't complete a task or a job, you can't fulfill an order, mm-hmm. uh, or something just goes bad, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it, it's life happens. It's easier, I think. And I think most customers or individuals will understand if you're upfront and honest, about it, and you address it ahead of time mm-hmm. as opposed to being reactionary. So if you ever had a complaint from your wife or heard one from my wife or anybody else's wife about um, any repairmen, like uh, television mm-hmm. repairmen, or, or, which don't exist yeah. anymore, uh, or the refrigerator or the stove or somebody to fix a window right. or their car, and mm-hmm. one of their complaints is... They didn't show up when they said they were going to be here. Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. We know life happens. Or maybe they showed up and did a perfect job but didn't clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, well, why doesn't Kimberly Labris call me back anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, review it in your brain. Right. Oh, I left her kitchen in a mess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably wasn't very attractive. Right. You're being honest with yourself there. Mm-hmm. And, and if life happens and you need to be honest with somebody and call up and say, you know what, Karen, I said I was going to be there this morning mm-hmm. at nine. I'm not going to be able to make it until this afternoon. Right. Don't leave her mm-hmm. standing there waiting. Stewing. Stewing. <laughs> yeah. She won't call you back. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself. I hope we've learned a little bit today as we thought about uh, ways to make ourselves more successful and manage our money better from the Advisors Roundtable. discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.